You want to do a show? Yeah. Thank you for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. We are broadcasting finally again from the Twin Cities Film Fest studios. I'm Ms. Shannon, and here with my friend, my co-host and podcast husband, the executive director of the Twin Cities Film Fest, Jayton Satia. Welcome back, Jayton. Yeah, it's good to be home. You know, it's been a while because we did, okay, so the two episodes ago we were in L.A., which is a fun adventure. Yes. You couldn't join me. Which was a blast. Yeah, I thought that went very, very well. So thank you very much for the inclusion. I had a a great time and we had some great guests when we were there. And then last episode... Um, we did it live from Convergence 2019. Yeah. So you weren't available because you were traveling because it was during the holiday. So our good friend, Taylor Cisco, Nice. He did a fantastic job. It's always great to hang out with him as well. So yeah. shout out again to Taylor Cisco for helping me out. With Taylor. Out, hanging out with your family. So I'm glad to be back here with you, though. And I know... We talked about this before we started the show. There's so much to cover. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, my gosh. And so that's why normally we would have a guest geek on as well. But since you and I have uh, been remiss in not only being in our Twin Cities Film Fest studio, so being back at home, but actually needed some time to catch up with one another, it seemed like, no, you and I can just do the show together. So oh, that's of cool. course. Yeah. We can do that any day, all day. I know. That was pretty much pretty the reason that we started this whole podcast is well, we we're going to talk guests, about these things anyway. So it's all fine. So a couple of things, Jaden. So now we in the uh, we're we're recording this late, late July. So that means that you guys are definitely in the midst of all of the preparation for the tenth anniversary of the Twin Cities Film Fest, right? Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I was talking to you when we were setting up here that um, it's definitely feeling like festival time. So yeah. right around this time of the year, um, my head explodes <laughs> with all the things that we need to do. And I have an amazing, amazing team. So I don't really, I used to worry about it a lot, but now I have an amazing team that basically takes care of pretty much 100% of everything for me. But I still need to be on top of... Now we got to do programming. Now our late deadline's coming up in a week and a half. Now I have to start talking with the studios on some of their bigger films, like Green Books of the World from last year. we got to talk about this year. Right. Now I have to talk to my print companies to start with those deadlines. I have to start my event management. Like I have to bring my event teams in and talk about what events are we going to do during the 11 days of the festival. Then I have to talk with the celebrities, like their managers and their talent. Say, who's going to come down and who's going to celebrate 10 year anniversary? We are just having our, um, in, a, in six weeks or less, we're going to have our gala yes. at the Calhoun Beach Club September 5th. And uh, I can make an announcement right now. We're going to honor Jim Burke, um, nice. the producer from. Uh, Green Book, who came to our festival last year. So he's going to get our Lifetime Achievement Award at the Calhoun Beach Club. So now I have to start that whole <laughs> event uh, going and ticket sales and marketing and promotions and locking an airfare and all that. It's, it starts to pile on. Right. And it's a slow burn that it just all of a sudden it just hits. All that said... I've been doing this for 10 years. Right. That it's is the question not, that I It's have not an old, I mean, it's old hat, but. But versus now versus when you first started. So let's let's imagine back to grass, grassroots Twin Cities Film Fest 10 years ago when it was pretty much just you. Um, and Bill. You and Bill Cooper and like two volunteer, like full time volunteers. Well, we had Naomi, volunteers. Danny, Naomi and still, Steve. There's okay. A, there's a five people. Okay. That Which, ran the whole show. And so. Now, not only do you have a bigger staff, you have a bigger festival. So does it feel like it's more work or has it just 
evolved over time where it, it feels like it's basically the same amount of work because you were able to build your team as well um it's a um it's a mix it's a mixed bag right because as we're growing we're we haven't stayed um stationary okay. we've we've grown every single year you know since year one obviously our content the amount has grown the days have grown the amount of filmmakers we're hosting has grown our educational platform has grown but even in that growth there is now we do year-round programming now we do uh, um, special events during the year that are focused on the industry that are just coming up because we need to talk about it now as opposed to saying hey we can just leave it alone and we don't have to we can just stay with the with the same old same old but we don't do that we've always innovated we've always been ahead of the curve um, all that said that adds more work right. and it's not the same work it's different work so when you add different work you have to add subject matter experts to your team that can take care of it for you you're not doing it just to do it you're doing it because it's a need um, right now to talk about it to do those things uh, for the community and that's where the growth has become immense bigger way bigger than i thought it was going to be over the last you know if you were to say hey Jaden, where are you in year number 10 and i'm saying hopefully still having a festival <laughs> right like right. back in the day and now you ask me hey you're celebrating your 10 years where are you in the next decade of your existence i have some because of the success that we've had i have some pretty clear ideas on where we're going to be i mean we launched our production services now we're making content for small businesses and nonprofits, um and i think that is just uh, a way to grow the organization right. so i'm impressed i'm impressed and so part of the thing that i think is interesting as you've continued to grow you know over the 10 years is you going all right i remember when we used to do x y and z but has it been as you grow have you sat there and go jayton my friend how have you made the determination of what things you decide to delegate and what you decided that you're going to keep yourself Oh, same conversation <laughs> with my wife the right. other day, um, because that is something um, that I need to do a better job on. Okay. Um, and that's something that I take on more personally than anything else, because when you start, whether it's a nonprofit or any kind, any business, when you start it and that is your passion, you want to do everything. And you believe that because you started it, you are the best person to do it. Fair enough. And I think that is appropriate. And I think that is the right entrepreneur mentality. Um, but at a certain point, when scalability comes into play, when you need to scale something, you need to step away. Okay. And you need to bring other people in and you need to trust. And you need to trust that they're going to not be as, quote unquote, good as you in your own mind they're going to be different but you need to be okay with that little difference and you may think that that's a failure but it's not it's just that's the way they do things and they're bringing in you hired them for a reason or you bringing in them for a reason you got to trust in them so if you fail a little bit that's okay that's a little bump that's going to help you scale up so all that said so it's not even failing it's more of a learning curve it's absolutely a learning curve okay. and, and all that said for me i don't need to add more things to my plate <laughs> i'd certainly have enough things with personal life and professional life but what i need to do is refocus my energy on where i think i need to be in the next whatever amount of years or whatever amount of decades and let things kind of get i don't need to do everything right. so i think that's an internal uh, conversation that I'm having constantly at the moment that I'm being more active about it. 
Um, but I could ask the same thing for you, right? I mean, you have so many things that are happening right now. I see you ev- I see you <laughs> everywhere. And that's not even because I'm your friend and I follow you and I know exactly what's going on. But like, I see you everywhere. How are you able to balance that? You know, for me, it is the same thing is that trying to decide which of these things, because they're all worthy, fun things that I get to do. But being able to go... Which of these are step stones to what my ultimate goals are? And if um, it's something that's outside of that particular wheelhouse, what's my motivation for doing it? So instead of trying to say yes to every single opportunity, which was making me C plus at a lot of things that I should be A minus or straight up A plus at, I kind of just had to age into going you are not as good at some of the things that you should be great at because you're spread too thin. So, and and also trying to get to that point where you don't feel that, be so worried about scarcity and loss that you feel the need to say yes to every single opportunity because you're worried that you're not gonna get another opportunity. So you're like, I have to snatch this one up. And you know, for me finally being able to settle and go, I just can't make it to that one or it doesn't make sense for me to do this particular project. And that that's still, I'm still not great at it. There's still some things where I'm going, okay, should I feel guilty that I'm not gonna do this? But I've had you know, some, some, some good opportunities you know, that are based upon some partnerships that we I mean you know some of the partnerships we've had some of these for we've just known people for 10 years and now so it turns into hey you want to show up to this thing um, um, and lot. I think that is um, I think every listener out there right now can um, can understand you're just sowing your seed right and then hopefully in the near future or in the distant future that'll just come full force back right. to you and you just have to be open-minded. It may not be exactly the same thing that you'd hoped and wished for, but because of what you're doing right now, there will be something that will come back to you, and you just have to either, at that point, not be obligated to take it because you sowed it way back when, then that's an active decision at that time to say, is this the right thing that I want to reap or not? Right, because um, you might think, be in a different place. You know? And I think that's for us, for me, um, doing the show, talking about what I really am passionate about, regardless of how much work I have, this is something that needs to stay constant. Right. So I think everybody out there needs to have that one or two things that brings them quote unquote home. Right. Right. Even for an hour, a week or whatever amount of time that they want to spend on. So I think to talk about being a nerd and being a geek and being a, being a true passionate individual it's you have to own that piece of you a hundred percent and let it fly right well speaking of letting our geek flag fly i am welcoming you back um and so i know that we've been very busy over the last couple of weeks but we've still had time to read through all of the geek news that is out there there's so much there's so much and so let's start with the fact that um, I know I sent you this article that um, Marvel just released a great article that was talking about um, what their calendar is going to look like. And it had a number of uh, quote unquote important release dates for phase four of all of the upcoming Marvel movies. And yeah, you like, thought it was done. You thought after <laughs> Endgame that like, after, oh, no. after being the biggest movie ever now, right. beating Titanic, $2.8 billion, that it was over. It was done. Marvel was done. 
no. And Marvel was like, um, no, we said there'll be a whole other <laughs> Disney phase. is like, what? What is called? What is that? We we can still print money. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, I am okay. I am I am torn with Disney. Now here's my problem with Disney. And it's not even a problem with Disney per se. It's a problem with the methodology of having Disney own everything. I didn't think that I would be concerned by that because... Oh, it's so a monopoly much, now. And that's what I'm concerned about. Not because they aren't making entertaining, worthy products. I do think they are. But the fact that they get to control all of the screens, I'm a little concerned about because... Now, you know, you and I, you have a film fest that is all based upon a lot of independent Independent films. And And so not only do, it's already difficult for a lot of these films to cut through, whether they're worthy or not. But now there's just no real estate for them, I feel like, because people want to have, if, if Disney drops a movie and says we want it to be on four hundred screens the opening day we say yes but then they get to maintain those screens for a really long time and And here's the thing too it's all about the experience you look at it from a retailer perspective which is the movie theaters right movie theaters are catering to an audience that is used to comfort now so now you have the same size screens but with lesser seats because they're all recliner seats so then that eats up into we only have 60 seats to sell as opposed to back in the day in the same house, we could have had 110. So then now we got to push that extra screen to another screen right. so that we can maximize that. And that, again, weeds out all the independent films because they don't have any screens left because exactly. now they got to maximize. So it's it's a circle. Right. That it, you know. It's funny that you brought that up because I was actually on a panel at Convergence with one of our, um, the managing, uh, the general manager of the Showplace Icon Theater who we, you know, partner with. And so he was talking about where they're actually even changing the way that the screen itself is set up. So now, I don't remember exactly what he called it, but it was the way that they did basically the um, curtaining of the screen. And that there's basically a lot of room that they can do to back that up. And he says that it will affect the quality of the production if they do it. But it's inevitable because he said that if they took this particular space out behind the screen, they could add in, say, another 10,000 square feet. And so two more, three more rows of seats. Which, again, it's all about maximizing space. And at the end of the day... Um, those those again. Some some really good studios are putting out some really good, what what people would typically call independent films. But these are just solid films. But no, they're no. just not Disney, Marvel, Lion King, right? So they're fighting. Even some of the studios are fighting for some of that same spot right. to be like, look, our movie, like for example, The Farewell. If you yes, haven't seen that with a two four, like great movie. Absolutely phenomenal movie. Aquafina actually got probably got actually she got cast as um she's a lead actress in in the farewell, but she just got cast in a Marvel MCU universe mm-hmm. with Shanghai. Right. So all that said, there's some great talent that is making great content for other studios than Disney that want to get seen and they want to get appreciated. Right. So where do they actually you know uh, show? Right. I agree with you. And so I'm just going, that is my main concern with not having as many options 
even though they are making quality things that now, people enjoy. Like, I, I know people were like 50-50 on Aladdin, but Aladdin, I mean, we just had an article that came out that was talking about how Aladdin, basically, that's what saved them for the summer because yeah. they knew that the rest of them were going to make money. Save me in my movie league. Exactly, because you, so you were looking at Aladdin like it was a 50-50 shot, like whether it was Yeah, because yeah. I didn't know. Right. And if, Again, with Will Smith and the, the couple past movies that he's done, but he's a superstar. Right. So those are, again... Things that we have to look at again. I'm not saying <laughs> if, <laughs> if Disney happens to be listening, right? I'm not saying don't make these movies. Correct. I'm not saying that. I'm saying where are the other ways we could showcase independent films? This Agreed. is what people. So I was in a panel discussion about uh, film festivals, and I yes. said, look, film festivals back in the day when, and when I first started the festival, or even back in the early '90s when all these major festivals were happening, they were important because there wasn't enough, um, there, there weren't enough platforms to showcase independent films. So you right. would go to a film festival to discover an indie film that you probably would have never seen, right? Nowadays, festivals are even more important because there's so much noise out there that you're like, oh my God, how many <laughs> movies can I watch? How many options are there? I can go down the rabbit hole of scrolling through Netflix for like an hour and still not watch anything. Festivals are important because they curate now. Right. They let you, they weed out the noise and saying, this is the best of the best that is out there. So all that said, I think we have a great partnership with the Showplace Icon Theaters. Uh, I have a really good relationship with the Imagine Theaters in right. town. Mm -hmm. uh, we do great content and insider series over at the uh, Heights Theater in Columbia Heights. Um, uh, there's plenty of theaters out there that during the week, during the non-like... <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturdays are looking to bring consumers in. Right. And I think that's where festivals can play really well and independent films can play really well. So Right. Well, I mean, so we know that we are going to get phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so we have now officially gotten a date that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is back on the table. I know that there was some drama out there. Gunn. Yes, with yep. James Gunn. So now we have to wait a little bit of time so he can go and finish up Suicide Squad that he's in now because Disney fired him and then rehired him. Yep. Um, but I think... I'm kind of torn on the whole thing. I was like, uh, I wasn't necessarily behind firing him, even though a lot of times I am hold people's feet to the fire about what they tweet, even if it was a while ago. But he seemed to be genuine in his apology and saying that he was a different person now. Yes. So I tried to give him a pass on that whole thing. So now we're going to get to see that. And now I'm actually surprised. I'm, I'm actually look excited for the Suicide Squad movie over on the DCU side of things. Because James Gunn's involved. Yes, and I think he's actually may have the right. Directors matter, you guys. Yes. Directors matter so much, regardless of which university you belong to. Right. So okay. So we're on. We on board with Guardians of the Galaxy. I am. Okay. I agree. I think I want to see well. again with Phase Four. I want to see again with with Spider Man. That was the first film in Phase Four. Right. Right. Coming mm -hmm. home. Uh, is that what it was? Homecoming. Far from, far from far. Far from home. Far from home. Far from home. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was really, it was really good. Re it was really good, mm -hmm. just as a film in itself. And it was a right next step with Spidey and and his love for Iron Man. And I thought it was very. I thought sweet. it was very sweet. And I think the right step in the next iteration of what this universe could look like. So right. I'm, I'm curious with every new release from now on. Looking back now, again, Black Widow. I'm not sure if that's a uh, if that's going to be a post. It's got to be a prequel. It's got to be a prequel. I think it has she, to be a prequel. Because right. um, it's either a prequel or they have to spin it into a, an alternate 
universe, which right. I think, do we want to get into that? I don't think I don't. Would. I rather kind of learn her story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, I think with, with Guardians and Black Panther 2 and uh, the new Thor, that announcement, right? right. Like, I want to know what, what this next phase is going to look like. Right. And then when we get to even some things, I think that now we trust Marvel and their cinematic universe more after watching things like I remember you and I as geek friends were sitting there when they said they were going to make an Ant-Man movie. We were right, like, what? Like, why? Ant-Man. Why? <laughs> why are you forcing that in there? Why? Of all of the characters you can do, why are we getting to that? But right. then it turned out great. Yeah. And it was, you know, with and, a purpose. And so now that they're saying that they're going to have like maybe they're going to move to the cosmic side of things and have an Eternals film that would be a different group of characters that makes sense and i think that's just fine i think Mm -hmm. it's uh it makes me think of fear the walking dead right like there's a different group out there that is battling the same things right right and then we have a doctor strange 2 which i'm excited about because i really that was one of those ones that i think people either loved or like iffy on I thought it just looked and I think and he did no a really sense. good job in continuing his character in the other when the in, in the Avengers. So there's no reason why that shouldn't happen. Right. And so that looks like let's see they're going to start filming that later this God, summer. These guys are going to get old. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my god, like But that's okay on some of them. Sure. I mean, it's so Doctor Strange can be old. I I'm okay guess with him I, being that, old. Yeah, yeah okay. he's all right. they can do that. Black Panther 2 then, we would come up to that one and they're looking how they're going to fully explore that. I'm already board, uh, uh, on board with that. I was on board with that before I left the theater for the first Black oh, Panther. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. And again, they got to get uh, Mr. Coogler back. Yeah. They he ha- he yes. hasn't signed up yet, but there's no reason he wouldn't. No, not the way, you know, the way things that worked out. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine them not making him an offer and it not being something that he'd want to do because they did give him so much license to kind of make the film the way he wanted that film to be made. So I'm impressed by that. Then we get into the ones that you and I were talking about before, like the, the Shang-Chi Shanghai. Shanghai. Okay, that I can't even say I it out know loud. That's what about I said it. either. And so that was one of those ones that I think we need to go and um, check out with yeah. our Uber comic book friends like Will Spotted Bear, who normally For comes sure. on and brings us up. Absolutely. Because I know he's probably read it. So the fact that this was a, a, a comic book that came out before either of us were born, he's the one that we always usually tap into and go, all right. Really, where does this fit into the lore, and why would we do and this? And it came back in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I mean, as I'm reading this article, I'm very, I mean, again. I knew about this particular new film or part of the Marvel universe um, through trades, and when they were announcing, they found their new uh, lead actor. For I'm like, what? What is this? Like, I didn't even know. Again, I'll just I'll own my geek. I'm saying I didn't know about this, but right. I'm very excited about it because it brings a different uh, perspective and culture into the Marvel Marvel fold, right. which has an expansive universe and an audience, which only will boost, again, for we talked about Crazy Rich Asians and The Farewell. We got to get more diversity on screen. But I think it's also cool that not only do we have diversity in the casting of that film, but they have a director that's only been doing indie films up until this point. So Daniel Creighton, I believe, is his name. So to be able to have this different vision and give him a shot at it, I appreciate that they're doing that too. No offense to all of the directors that we already know, but 
being able to go but patty jenkins right right know, they can do great work can do great obviously can right. do great work even if you look at like the way that they did um when they brought in uh taiko watiti he oh my god superstar so, now right exactly. who, who, who knew taiko <laughs> way back when he was first back to do thor like, right we like, all what? knew him from like the tv shows if you were right. he had a cult following but nobody was sitting there going, you know what? He needs a blockbuster, right. you know. And so the fact that he was able to do such great work with it, I give, I applaud them for doing that and having that vision because I think that that was part of what we were concerned about when Disney started taking over a lot of these projects. It's like, is it all going to be mass-produced, cookie-cutter? Everything needs to be exactly. Well, what the same. about Deadpool? Right now, Disney now owns Fox. Yes, and Deadpool was part of that universe, so. Is Deadpool going to be Disneyfied? Hmm. I don't think Ryan Reynolds would l- allow that. Okay. Right? Does that make sense? But, right. But, but how does a Deadpool now fit into the MCU universe? Okay. Is he going to... Because I think the there's some inclination of him joining Spidey in the next film. Mm-hmm. But he, we just had a Spidey film. So that's well, not going to be for another three years. And the articles that I have seen also said that the way that they might get Deadpool involved is that we'll see Deadpool team up with Black Panther, Captain Marvel, and Captain America, and that that might be the do thing. And then they're, as they roll in new characters, that's how they'll cross it in. I'd buy that. Yeah, so that's what I think like that would. Do. I think that would do really well with with Black Panther, and <laughs> I'd like to see <laughs> Black Panther and Deadpool and go Deadpool, at that it. Would be <laughs> that would be kind of funny. That would be interesting. And so the the other thing is that they were also speculation about whether. Uh, Deadpool would change and how much of a makeover that he would get if he moved in here. And so and you don't think he'll make fun of the, that exact same thing in his own movie? Because that's what he does. That's what well, Deadpool does. But Disney has said, you know, at least everything that's out there, according to like the articles that I've read in Variety. So I'm presuming that they are trying as much as they can to get the real skinny on all of this stuff. Disney has promised that Marvel will keep the R rating for the Deadpool movies. So Disney's Good. already said that. So I'm, I, fingers are crossed that he will still maintain his very Deadpoolish behavior. He's just, when he's hanging out with Black Panther, can't swear. I think <laughs> they'll figure out a way, but I think that that was one of the best things about the Avengers movies is that it did give me hope for the future of all these crossovers because I did feel, and you can let me know whether you agreed with this or not, I did feel that they did a good job of overlapping the variety of voices and having every character still act like what their character acts like. So I agree. being able to write it in a way, I, you know, I did think they did a really good job of going, Tony Stark would talk this way, and this is the way that this character would respond to him, and here's how this, inter- and that everybody's interaction was a little bit different, um, but they managed to keep the same tone that they would have. Like, this is the kind of gun- you know, dumb thing that Ant-Man would say in this scenario, and it just seamlessly worked into, you know, some characters thought he was brilliant, and some characters are like, who invited him? And I thought that that made sense, because that makes them even feel more three and four dimensional to me that they all responded a little bit differently, even though they're all in the same movie now. Yeah. And again, so as I look at the, um, I got into the, uh, the Netflix hole <laughs> the other day of course and I did. was just like, I'm like, Oh my God, I just spent a half hour. I just wanted, I actually literally wanted to watch a half hour episode of something. Yes. But then I got into you like, spent a half an hour just, ha- looking just around? searching for trailers. And I'm like, well, there's my half hour. That's that I wanted to not think about work. <laughs> um, 
with the with the Marvel's episodics yes. that they're pushing out as well, how is that gonna be different now? Again, Netflix just lost X amount of billions of worth of value because of subscriber loss and whatnot. Right. I'm not whatever. Netflix has enough money. They'll to be burn. fine. They're, they're fine. They're about to spend all this money on a bunch of new series and give like seventy million dollars to um, Eddie Murphy. Clearly, Netflix is not hurting for money. Well, clear, yeah, they, they they don't. Don't worry about it, you guys. Netflix yeah. is going to survive. Um, <laughs> they'll just drop their pricing for a dollar during Christmas, and they'll be back up to subscribers exactly. again. Um, but how does that affect um, content that they're pushing out? Because I think there's now too much content, even the original series on Netflix, regardless of if it's Marvel or not. And I don't, I don't, I barely see any series survive now past two seasons. Mm. Like now you get to that point of like, is this ever going to like live on? Like, like they just canceled, um, then they just canceled three of those, um, the Marvel stuff. They did. Um, But I thought that part of the reason why they were canceling it on Netflix is that they were, there seemed to be some infighting between what they're doing now that Disney's going to have Disney Plus. And so I don't know if some of these things are going to move over to there and then that just means that they'll have more control over it and then try and talk me into buying another streaming service. And I was going to say, everybody's paying way more than cable now exactly. with all of these. If you do it all. Right. You know, so I, I think that that's where we'll see some of these live. And now people are looking for, on, uh, you know, on the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazon Primes of the world, they're looking for what's going to be the next Game of Thrones. And so a lot of these series that seem to be a little more. Well, the Witcher came and, out. The right. trailer for The Witcher came out. So Looks good. Yeah, I so like Henry Cavill. These, they have these darker toned yeah. shows that now they're going. Okay, this is going to be the next because there's that James McAvoy series, The Dark. The oh, I have to look that one. It's up. called The Dark. No? Yeah. Yeah, no, there's one that's called The Dark, and then there's another one that was another oh, okay. series of books. There's Great. lots Let's of Let's just things. be very obvious. We're going dark here. Yes, exactly. And so there's a lot of things that are going on out there, and they're going, what's going to be the next? What else can we do uh, now that we don't have Game of Thrones out there? How can we Anything. get that audience? Come up with new stuff. I think our audiences, our consumers are savvy enough to pick up on good stuff. Like yeah, literally good stuff. You don't have to like be something else. Game of Thrones was never like following a specific uh, model for anything. And it was just like, we're going to do this. And right. it's going to be great characters. Tons of them, by the way. Half of them you won't even remember. Right. But like great acting and great set design. And at the beginning, at the beginning, you guys, I know how it like came degraded a little bit right. over the eight seasons. But at the beginning, they were just doing their thing. And I think that's what, uh, and everybody gravitates to what's that? What's the next Friends? What's the next Seinfeld? Right. What's the next, you know, Modern Family? It doesn't matter. Do you make good choices and let's just see what happens the thing that i do think is good about it and the series that i meant is the one that's going to have james mcavoy and lynn manuel miranda in it his dark materials which was another one of those you know we have more i think it's good for a book series that we like like this i'm excited even though i didn't read his dark materials the books like i want to go back and read them now but i appreciate that we are getting more of those properties now that are in a serialized fashion because i think that's what should have done with dark tower that series that they ended up being a movie and it wasn't a very good movie because no, I felt like it, it was too difficult Correct. to try and get enough done right. in that amount of time. Right. So being able to have more of these series, you know, I think that that's where a lot of us are going to end up landing eventually is 
having it be something that's that in-between content from maybe it's not as bingeable as an Umbrella Academy where you can sit down on a weekend and you're comfortable watching all of them. Yep. These seem like you do need to pay a little bit more of attention to them, like when you brought up Dark. Like, you need to pay attention to that because isn't most of it in subtitles? You yep. have to sit yep. down, pay Can't attention. just have it on the screen no, behind the screen. you have yeah. to sit down and pay attention to yep. it. Not like most of the shows that I'm into right now, which are just... They're like pop rocks. I don't have to pay that. My favorite bingeable show right now. Here, I got something. You want? You need a palate cleanser, yep. Jayton? There is a competition show on Netflix called Blown Away, I believe. It's okay. called. And what it is, it is a competition reality show about professional and semi-professional glass blowers. What? Right. <laughs> What? what just happened there? Exactly. So you can go and watch I thought that. you were going to go like explosive nope, route. Nope. Not even all. And so I'm going to make sure that that's the right Blown name. away. Okay. I'm looking it up to make sure that I didn't mess it up because I did. Yep. You know, a, group, that you a meant, group of yeah. artisans from across North America oh compete God, in a glass blowing competition for a residency at the Corning Museum of Glass. <laughs> it will give you joy. It will. Because you're sitting there because... Honestly, they go through hours and then they put one, you know, the tweezers on it wrong and the whole thing shatters. So if you, <laughs> so uh, you could watch that, It'll, you know, I'd like to, I would, I will watch an episode because yeah. I, I think I've definitely seen like a commercial the trailer for it. As soon as you log into Netflix, it shows you like the, their highlight of stuff. And I've yeah. definitely seen that before. And, and, you a, and you did what a lot of people did. You kind of was like, what? Like, and you went I, to relook no, something else. Like I was, I was there for a purpose. And I went. And it wasn't my, glass blowing. My purpose is this i just opened up like you had me like what you know 2000 degree ovens yes i will watch that and it's a competition show yeah okay and it's funny See, that's intriguing so i'm like okay what what okay cool let's just try because there's a st louis park has a uh, glass blowing place right and so does northeast minneapolis over there so Mm -hmm. that ties it back home to be like if you're really into this then there's something in your community that you can actually go try it out so that's kind that's cool so actually ties it back into your community and it is artistic and it is beautiful and it's interesting to watch all these people go through all this work and it because it's a hybrid of any other reality show where they are allowed to tell you that did not come out right and it looked shoddy or poor this but they because they are so artistic Somebody will tell them something like, I don't like your color palette. And then the artist will get all upset and go, yeah. well, you could tell me that you don't like it, but you can't say anything about my color palette. No, because fair enough. Thing. So I think if you really just need some pop rocks in your life, yeah. blown away is your, your right pop We needed some fields in our weekend. And okay. um, my wife and I started the, uh, the new season of Queer Eye. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, all the feels like, okay. all of them. like I was just, she sits on that couch. I sit on this couch and we don't look at each other. Both of us are crying. And like <laughs> my son's sitting right next to us watching the show and asking questions and, and we're answering, but we're like, yeah, that's yeah. good for him but to see like, a healthy no, absolutely. emotion. He that's loves good. that. He loves that. He'd rather, he'd rather watch that and friends for some reason than any kind of cartoon, which That's is, fair. which is, I'm like, I'm good for that. He will be emotionally healthy he because he will be, know how to actually showcase his yes. emotions. But and like, we wanted to get away. Up. We wanted to have the feels. We're like, you know what? We're gonna just watch Queer Eye, a, just a good, not a competition show, but just a good show that helps good people, right, in our good world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Like, we just want positivity because of all the other stuff that is happening exactly. in, the, in the universe like no we want positive people doing good things to positive people yes so we again it, it, it's a matter of mood right right no you talked about disney plus um a trailer that really got me jazzed uh 
really got me excited and I watched it like four times because uh-huh. it's nostalgia <laughs> and I do not have this platform I think we may need to do a pass the password on this one because I think you have this platform maybe I'm wrong but um, CBS All Access yes. will have uh, Picard yes the new, again I, it looks good you guys okay. it looks good my friend sent me a message yesterday and I happened to, and I hadn't seen it yet and so I got for for my friend uh, Patrick Thomason, who's in the, uh, 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 we need to get him on the show because he's a a very very prolific you know award winning sci fi author as well. And so uh, Patrick sent me in all caps yesterday. You have to watch the Picard trailer kind of thing. He was very excited right. as well. Yeah. So I'm like, and I he and then I said gotcha. Then he wrote back, no, go watch the Picard trailer. I'm like. So bossy. We'll watch it as soon as we get done with this <laughs> podcast. You and I will watch that. Okay. We'll watch it. All right. So that is on it. I'd be happy to loan you my password. Don't tell everybody out there because they'll come get Fair us. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Cause, so that's all good. It happens every... Anyways. It happens. No, it doesn't. No, we're, we're all honest and whatever. Yeah, yeah okay. we're family. So it's Sorry. different. I think you're allowed to share it with your family. You and I are family. So uh-huh. I don't feel get bad giving it to you. It's not like we're just putting it out there on <laughs> <Right>. the ethernet. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's all by. I think that, you know, I'm on board with that. You know, I'm behind on Discovery, and that was the whole reason that I got this. And now I'm still behind on it. Because you're right. There's season, there's two seasons, right? Mm -hmm. I think, didn't they just start three? They're, they're just, yeah, actually, they just started. Mm -hmm. And I think, no, it was that, or they were talking about launching season three into like a thousand years into the future. There we go. There we go. That tells you how far behind I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's season two, they just ended, and then they're working on three. So for any of our BR Geek fans that are out there that really want to confirm that we should watch it or not, we got to watch it. Because when I talked to, I thought that uh, my friend Taylor Cisco was going to be a big fan. He is not a fan. <laughs> of Discovery? No, he's okay. not. Yeah, so he dresses up as some of the characters, but he's got all kinds of pokes, uh, holes to poke in it. And so I think, and he's I think just that's okay. Appearance. Like if you think about like Star Trek Generations when it first started, like it wasn't as strong as it got. Right. Right. And I think with Picard, which you'll which you'll like is they're merging a couple of the series together. So some of the character like seven of nine. Yes. Is in Picard. Okay. Right. And they're bringing my Jonathan Frakes with number one. So they're they're bringing some old um, and so a lot of new characters too, a lot of new um, um, species, uh, alien species. So I think it's just a good meld. All right. And and to see to see Jean Luc. Back at Jean Luc, I'm, I'm good excited. With that. Yeah, so I'm I'm on with that. I am the only thing that's um, I'm leery about is that there's so many new series that I've been saying that I was gonna give a shot. That now the fact that me as a person and as a fan of geek stuff, the fact that I'm going, yeah, you said you're gonna give that a shot, but now you're gonna go back to your tried and true. I'm a little disappointed in myself because I wanted to do better and do bigger, but I'm not going to. Baby steps. And <laughs> you cannot, you cannot guilt yourself into something. If your mood is your mood that you want to go back to your home, like I, I definitely go back to a couple of the same old stuff that I've watched so many times. Oh, exactly. Right. Like, yeah. Cause I just want to not think and l- just literally just, I don't want to pay attention. 
But I'm going to watch something that is going to bring me joy. Yes, yes. And so I have those shows as well. So let's remind everybody where they can get all the information. We said that the tickets are going to be going on sale soon-ish for our gala. Is that what you think? Yeah, the tickets should be going on sale for the gala in about a... Uh, actually, hopefully in the end of next week. Okay. Um, and that said, our gala is much more of a celebration. Again, it's an annual fundraiser, you guys. So we're obviously looking to raise funds and raise money because we're a nonprofit. We're going to show off all the things that we've done over the last year and then all the things that we want to do in the next few years. Um, it's a sit-down gala with the dinner. Miss Shannon Paul hosts the event for us. We <laughs> typically get much. we get our um, our honored guest of this year's Jim Burke, uh, the producer of Green Book. With his, he's bringing his Academy Award. So if you want to oh, take nice. a picture with an actual Academy Award, he says that it'd be okay if people, oh. yeah, which is kind of cool. That's, That's very yeah, cool. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna be carrying that thing around the whole the whole time. <laughs> But that said, uh, we're going to have a, uh, a one-on-one chat with him on the stage, much like inside of the actor's studio. And the coolest thing about our gala is that we show you trailers of films we've accepted into our festival, indie as well as studio. So these are the, the green books of the world right. that eventually will get the Oscars. We're going to show you the next slate of films that you're going to want to watch out and you're going to want to watch at our festival before they do make it to the Oscar stage. So and that's on September 5th, Calhoun Beach Club, um, formal event, dress to the nine, that whole thing. Tickets go on sale in about a week and a half. And then come September, early September is when we start to release our full slate of films and then tickets and passes. And in August, actually, in a couple of weeks, we're doing a members drive. We're going to have a two-week, you know, not like an NPR, 10 days every <laughs> quarter, none of that. Two days and right. tell you enough things that, that hopefully make you become a member of our organization and get free tickets and free films all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a variety of films. Like we have had oh, a broad swash broad of films spectrum. throughout the year. Yeah, and we're actually going to be doing a table read as well. So if you really want to know like how do people, how do actors prepare for a scene or prepare for the entire film before the actual production, they have table reads. All right. the actors get together on a big giant table and they read the whole script as their characters and that's just fun to watch and people don't get typically they don't get invited to table reads that right. behind the scenes so we're going to give you access we have given we have done this a couple of times but we're going to give you access to a new film that's going to be shot here in minnesota uh and it's a film around um uh hockey town minnesota mm-hmm. um so all that says some pretty big announcements coming around that table read um pretty soon like in the next week or so. But all that said, there's so much happening and I want all of our geek friends to come out and celebrate with us. Definitely. So you can get all of that information and more by going to the Twin Cities Film Fest website, which is TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. You can also follow our show. We have been out and about and running around and we have some great things that are coming up for the show in general as well. If you go to uh, Be Our Geek Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and then you can email us at BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. So if you guys out there if you know more about shanghai and all these things email us we'd love to have your opinions and talk about anything that you love so make sure you do that again that's be our geek show at gmail.com so jayton i hope you managed to get some rest okay sure all right i'll see you in a couple of days everybody thank you very much for listening we appreciate you being part of our show and we'll see you next time on be our geek because everyone is a geek about something To be your best every day, 
you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.